שלום ליהודים, שלום לבני נוער, שלום לגויים. It's the evening of the fourth day, ערב י"ד בחודש שבט, פרשס בשלח, תשפ"ד 5784, the evening of the third day, Tuesday, January 23, 2024. You're listening to Phantom Nation, a.k.a. the program coming to you from Israel, daily grieving over every soldier killed by what the Rambam, that the 12th century Arabic-speaking Maimonides said, calling them the worst enemy of the Jewish people ever. And he opined at the time uh, of the First Crusade, in which uh, Christians marched to the Holy Land because the Muslims were abusing Christians there. And along the way, when they chanced upon a Jewish community, they slaughtered them too, robbed them too, and did the same to Jews when they reached uh, Jerusalem and Eretz Yisrael. Surely the Rambam knew uh, this was happening, but still he viewed Islam the worst enemy of the Jewish people. the culture in which he was born and lived in all of his life. After all, as a 13-year-old born in southern Spain, this genius uh, had to run for his life from Cordoba across the strait to Fez, Morocco, uh, from a proto-Hamas-like uh, Muslim cult called the Almohads in Latin letters. These maniacs were on the rampage, killing lapsed Muslims and Jews, and it's not uh, clear... Uh, he may have ordered to, uh, in order to save his life, converted to Islam. What is known is in the booklet he wrote on how a Jew should deal with a Muslim who threatens, convert, or I will kill you. Uh, he, when may a Jew fake a conversion, as he might have, and when he may not, and is obligated to let them do their worst. And to repeat, he said the Muslims were the worst enemies of the Jews. Three quarters of a century after the smokestacks at Auschwitz stopped smoking, Jews are still being killed just for being Jews. Leastwise, being Jews who think they have the right to freedom and sovereign independence in Palestine. We woke up this morning uh, to news of the loss of 21 reservists, meaning adult males, commonly with families and children. They're now dead. As far as I could understand, they had packed a building with explosives to blow it up, but a Muslim popped up from one of the thousands of holes there and fired an anti-tank missile that hit a tank, and I think that set off the explosions prematurely and killed the 21. And I think today another four Israeli soldiers, mostly Jews, sure, were killed in Gaza of the Philistines. Israel has to declare Gaza legally and legitimately Israeli property, Uh, exercised the right of eminent domain after that and, and set about evicting one way or the other the 70% of the people there paid to live there by world anti-Jewry right next door to Israel and give Israel a hard time. Gaza is like a uh, cancerous tumor attached to the Israeli body politic, a malignant tumor, capable uh, on occasion of injecting into the body Homicidal maniacs, thousands of them, to kill Jews at random and destroy their homes and businesses, to impoverish the Jews, weaken them, cause them pain. It's a thorn in Israel's side and has been from day one of Herzl's post-Jewish Zionist state that Israel has never chosen to put an end to the presence of Gaza with its millions of Muslims paid to live there by Jew-hating Goyim, to which one might say, so what else is new? Look at what Obama, the traitor who sent billions to Iran... Look what uh, is being done to Israel now via his stooge Biden and stooge Blinken, insisting that Israel agree to the two-state solution 
or suffer. Thanks to the Marxist trader Ehud Barak, Israel relies now on having its ammunition stored in the United States, empowering Obama and Blinken to order Israel to supply the enemy with food and fuel so that he will continue to be able to Jew-kill, to keep fighting. And never mind one of the oldest and most humane military tactics in history is siege warfare, denying food and water to the enemy. No violence, just blockade until human nature kicks in and the enemy comes out with his empty hands raised high. A few years ago, I did an op-ed piece that no Israeli paper would publish, I assume because the Israelis like that. They want to be friends with the Arabs. My idea that I've mentioned on this podcast, uh, this was after the latest in, 19, in 2021, after that latest missile barrage, is to tell the world that without Israel's self-deprecating support of the Gaza population, Gaza would shrivel and cease to be a base for firing rockets into our homes, firing rockets in the middle of the night to rouse thousands of Jews, all ages, both sexes, to jump out of bed and into some kind of shelter. For 20 years, the putative superpower of the Middle East was incapable of subduing a strip of real estate 25 miles long, five to eight miles wide, basically beachfront property that mighty Israel was incapable, uh, for one reason or another, of suppressing the enemy artillery that came out of it into our homes. Worst in secular Zionist pathology, Israel daily supplied the Muslims, turning lampposts in Gaza into rockets, to fire them in the hope, in the best-case scenario, from their point of view, the rocket will kill a Jew or two. And I say that behavior, that Israeli behavior, is a product of a nation that needs to work on its religious identity. When the Jewish national identity is a most uncommon bipolar national and religious identity simultaneously. In historical Europe, national identities were not synonymous with a religious identity. And the French and the Germans and the English may all have been Christians, but that did not stop them from going to war with one another over the centuries. Jewish national identity is also a religious identity that cannot be separated, as Herzl and his fellow assimilated contemporaries thought. What's going on now, although Israel, official Israel is ill-equipped to talk about it, is the religious crusade of the Muslims who have hated Jews from day one of that religion. It's all there in the Quran, and it's pathetic that official Israel, as far as I know, does not teach about Islam in its high schools. Official Israel, when the Islamic holiday of Adha comes around, the festival of the sacrifice, uh, their leaders wish them a happy holiday for stealing uh, this basic story. You know, when Ibrahim was prepared to sacrifice his son Ismail on the Kaaba stone in Mecca, one wonders how many Israelis know that Islam, in imitation of the Ten Commandments for Jews, says Islam has five commandments, and one of them is to make the pilgrimage to Mecca once in a lifetime, and there to circle the Kaaba seven times when Al-Yahud Al says in his Torah, the sun bound for sacrifice was Ishchok, the Jew lies. Their Torah is a corrupt forgery of the Quran. And when you tell a Muslim... The Torah was written down some 2,000 years before Islam came into the world with that story. They tell you, Musa on Mount Sinai did not bring down the Torah, but the Quran. And the evil Jews rewrote it. 
And only when Muhammad, the opposite of peace be upon him, came into the world, he restored the original text. The Quran is the truth, and the Torah is a lie. This is with whom we are dealing, but I think few Israelis see this, want to see this, which accounts for misreading the enemy, and worse, much worse, ignoring his homicidal hatred as the essence of his being, hatred of us. Before October 7, the Prime Minister and military intelligence and others believed Hamas had been tamed and their were deterred and was now turning inward for the benefit of the people of Gaza. What Israelis don't want to see is the profound role of Jew hatred in the lives of these, these Arab, this herd of spiritual Neanderthals capable of what they did on October 7. Celebrants they were of inflicting intolerable physical and psychological pain on people they had never met. Israel has its own uh, mishigas, its own craziness, for example, supplying the enemy with all he needs to fire rockets into our homes. But at least our craziness is light years distant from uh, these Arabs, these Hamitic people. Ham being the first sex criminal, exposing and ridiculing the nakedness of his father. These Arabs are off the charts when it comes to a culture lacking all human empathy toward total strangers, and to top it all off, these lunatics wanted to be killed by the Jews. Israel has to shamelessly, proudly shed its neurosis and proclaim sovereign ownership of the Gaza Strip with the purpose of humanely finding another place for the Muslims there to go live in. Uh, far more millions of Muslims uh, than the 1.5 there uh, on the Unwar rolls have, have in recent years moved to Europe. With 56 officially Muslim states, 21 of them officially Arab states as well, it should be no problem for their brethren to take them in and look after their welfare.
that was David Gerwitz. Yeah, what's going on in this country is <clears throat> pathetic. 76 years after Auschwitz, deranged Jew-hating murderers are alive and well and cheered on by millions around the globe. It's pathetic because Israel's defective Jewish identity blocks clear vision of the enemy. They're not Palestinians. They are Muslims waging jihad against what their Quran tells them uh, is their worst enemy, the Jews. When it comes to the Holocaust, I've come to the conclusion that it was Hashem's punishment for the rampant rejection of the covenant by European Jews, 19th century Europe, uh, by converting to Christianity, by marrying non-Jews. And I can't help but see October 7 as more punishment. And for what? No one has said what I'm about to say, leastwise in public. It is a commonplace to call the Nova Gathering of thousands of young Jews a music festival when I believe rave is the preferred term by that generation. Now, yours truly has never been to one, but what I have seen tells me it's people, hundreds of them, thousands, dancing alone by oneself to the music. No more do young people in the West dance in couples. Uh, no more does the boy ask the girl politely to dance. Um... These are just lots of thousands of singles dancing to the music, and no less, given the climate here, many thousands of them were half-naked by former standards in earlier generations. And to top it all off, most of the victims were formerly Jews, but apparently oblivious to the fact that this was not only the Sabbath, but a holiday called Happiness in the Torah, the most amazing book in human history, responsible for thousands of years of amazing Jewish history and no less thousands of years of Christianity's civilizing of the uncivilized and no less the rise of the Muslim empire. Without the Torah, none of this would have happened. And not, and if not for the five books of, of direct dictation by the architect and engineer of all that is, God, the rest of the Bible is no less amazing or a little less amazing. What's going on here these days has gone on before. Uh, I was just reading in the book of Ezra, Ezra who returned to Eretz Yisrael from Babylon in the year 348 before the rise of Christianity. That's almost a thousand years before Islam. Ezra came to restore the holy city, and he was resisted by the local goyim living in the area. Chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. Quote, It happened that Sanbalat, and Tovia, and the Arabs, and the Ammonites, and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were being repaired, that the breaches had begun to be sealed, and they, these peoples, grew extremely angry. So they all banded together to come and do battle in Jerusalem, and to bring ruin upon it, close quote. Yeah, again, this, this text describes the resurrection of Jerusalem thousands of years before Islam when the surrounding people were, quote, extremely angry. So as the Holocaust brought upon the Jews, a man with little mustache obsessed with them for assimilating into German society and thus breaking their covenant with Hashem, who said, uh, you break my covenant with me, I break my covenant with you. God doesn't go back on his own word. Adolf Hitler was so crazed when it came to Jews mixing into German society, at first forced them to change their names legally, go to the Ministry of the Interior, 
No more Gunters and Brunhildes. Every Jewish man had to take as a first name Abraham. Every Jewish woman had to take Sarah. So that on all legal documents, national ID, passports, the holder would be identified as one of the Juden. At his most extreme, he ordered all Jews to pin a yellow star on their outermost garment when in public. The Holocaust followed the tsunami of Jews who stopped being Jewish, who converted to Christianity or atheism or socialism or invented the fake Judaism of the Reform Movement, which is now dying, thank God. And so I wonder about um, October 7. First of all, aside from being Shabbos and Simchistere, which meant nothing to these scantily clad, attractive, young, secular Israelis, they seem to be uh, oblivious uh, to the fact that their rave was within sight of Gaza and home to wild asses of men uh, who were likely inflamed, these cruel Hemitic savages, by that fact. I've yet to hear a definitive yes or no to the question, did the maniacs know in advance of the rave, or were they deliriously and deliciously surprised to find so many Jews, boys and girls, to rape, torture, and mutilate. There was a report today in the Times of Israel site on the rampant belief among the Ishmaelites in Judea and Samaria that the news accounts of rape and other atrocities were lies. Sound familiar? Indeed, last week, a so-called Palestinian diplomat, a Mr. Abdullah Abu Shawish, uh, was interviewed in Arabic on Al Jazeera, which is very different from their English service, which is bad enough. He said uh, more or less just that. The Palestinian Center for Policy and Survey Research last month said over 90% of Palestinians believe that Hamas did not commit the atrocities seen in the videos. Yes, Israelis, with exceptions, especially among GSS uh, infiltrators into the Arab society, Israelis don't realize how different these people are. The Oslo abomination can be seen from different angles, and one was the ignorance and unexamined belief that we Jews and we Palestinians are basically the same. We wanted a state. They want a state. Arafat wants the best for his nation, just as Ben-Gurion did, was in their heads. And one of the characteristics of this very different people is the power of denial when it comes to unpleasant truth, that they are guilty of something. They have no guilt. They know only shame. For example, uh, call a Palestinian terrorist for supporting the PLO or Hamas a terrorist, and he will not try to refute the charge, uh, explain himself. He just throws it back at you. No, you are the terrorist. They can't deal with guilt. They're Teflon. They have their Teflon souls. They have invented a fairy tale of a fake history in which their forebears lived here and called themselves Palestinians, were minding their own business when after World War II the Jews just barged in and stole the country from them. This bears no relationship to the historical record. Throughout all of history, there were always some Jews living here versus no record whatsoever of any Palestinians living here. These people have zero fidelity to truth. They are slaves of their feelings. They are ashamed of being, of having lost to the miserable Al-Yahud and live under Al-Yahud. Um, they are, uh, as Arabs, covetous of the property of the Jews and have invented a fake history to justify using ultimate violence to get back what they believe used to be their property. With, of course, official Israel saying nothing 
of their fantasy life. I read a fascinating piece the, the other day about a GSS agent uh, coming out with a book uh, whose name I misplaced. He was a Misterev, and Hebrew that means freely translated, an Arabizers, an Israeli undercover agent who learns to mimic how Arab men dress, how they walk, cut their hair. They all speak perfect Arabic. And when asked by this interviewer, how do the people in Gaza differ from us? Here was his answer, quote, Once I witnessed terrorists interrogating a collaborator, and in the end they stabbed him and killed him. What changed my understanding of them was what happened next. They mutilated him. They cut off his legs, hands, and genitals. They took sadistic pleasure in that that I just couldn't understand. This was the first time I realized they were not like us in any way. I realized that we had failed to understand something very fundamental about them. So what we saw and heard on October 7th didn't surprise me. Israelis refuse to see the truth. They fall for the illusion that there is a future for us with these people. People ask me, is there no hope at all? Many people are willing to ignore the truth. We insist on uh, finding something, he said, which doesn't exist. Close quote. Shema, 
That was Mickey Rosenbaum, and you're listening to the program program on phantomnation.com. So, uh, in addition to Israelis ignoring the truth about this people with whom we are dealing, this applies even more so with the dying diaspora communities. Before I was uh, ruminating on the fate of Germany's Jews in the 19th century, whose assimilation of inflamed the fever swamps of Adolf Hitler's brain. And now we learn that the new president of Harvard University, uh, taking the place of the previous Claudine Gay, who tolerates in certain contexts calling for the genocide of the Jews, uh, sounds like another uh, run-of-the-mill anti-Jew Jew, uh, who not only uh, appointed a professor of history uh, who thinks Israel has an apartheid regime to... uh, study anti-Semitism at Harvard. The president's name, Alan Garber, appointed this Derek Penzlar, a professor of Jewish history, to head an investigation into anti-Semitism at Harvard. This man, who he himself has called Israel an apartheid society. I mean, this is... Not only is this professor of Jewish history an anti-Semite, if he thinks that way, he's going to investigate the phenomenon at Harvard? The apparently de-Judaized new president, Garber, also said he was going to create a task force to investigate Islamophobia at Harvard, moral equivalence, when Harvard University, historically the pinnacle of the American intelligentsia, takes seriously the Orwellian claptrap of Islamophobia. This is just another symptom of the collapse of American culture. Islamophobia is rubbish uh, as a word. It's Orwellian nonsense for implying that fear of Islam is a phobia, Freud's Greek choice of a word to describe a baseless fear. Islamophobia means someone is suffering from a baseless fear of Islam, which can only refer to someone uh, who has been living in a cave for the last half century and never read the news. The last half century bloodied by horrors committed in the name of Islam. On the contrary, the mental disorder here is not fear of Islam. The mental disorder is the inability to fear Islam as one should. It's also perfectly idiotic to worry about Islamophobia on campus when there has been no report of Muslims afraid to leave their dorm rooms like the fearful Jews. This academic charlatan Penzlar 
last August signed an open letter calling Israel an apartheid regime and especially, quote, under the current government's messianic, homophobic, and misogynistic agenda, close quote. These diaspora Jews are becoming more toxic by the day. Here's another one. The UK's current uh, minister, I guess, of defense, uh, Grant Shapps, whose first name is no more Jewish than Derek. When the sages of the Talmud teach us the Israelites in Egypt assimilated and worshipped idols, but at least gave their children Jewish names, Shapps said he was disappointed to hear the Israeli prime minister reject the two-state solution. He says, there isn't another option. The whole world has agreed that a Palestinian state needs to be sovereign on the Palestinian side and also to provide security on the Israeli side, close quote. Not that I'm clear as to what he means by that. Does he mean the Palestinians will have to protect Israel? That was the thinking of the Oslo idiots. This is totally unacceptable, this Jew, who says, quote, the whole world has agreed that the two-state solution is the best way forward, close quote. Another ignoramus who wants to be an ignoramus in order to be one of the boys in England's best circles. For him, the whole world knows better than the Jews in Israel, who would be wise to get with the program. He said, besides the two-state solution, there isn't another obvious way out of the conflict in Gaza. Thanks in part to official Israel, he has not been told the conflict has nothing to do with the absence of a state for any so-called Palestinians. These Muslims here have been murdering Zionist Jews for a hundred years now, but only for the last 50 did they start claiming to be ancient Palestinians with the right to the same real estate the Palestine mandate assigned to the Jews and said nothing of any rights to any Palestinians. These diaspora Jews at Harvard and elsewhere have become like a malignant cancer, cancer cells in the Jewish body politic. Il 
was Hillel Goldblum doing the first 15 verses of Deuteronomy chapter 30. Okay, that's it for the second of this week's three podcasts for subscribers to phantom-nation.com. I'll be back for number three on Thursday. Until then, Lailatov Tov, Yisrael.